Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back inside the Mid-American Bandwagon Podcast. Episode 86 coming to you live this week it's that time of year folks the calendar has turned to march we're in the home stretch of the basketball season college baseball is heating up uh we've got a lot to get to here tonight packed schedule a lot going on in the math this past week it's the last week of the regular season in basketball just as baseball season is starting to to kind of hit its stride so a lot to get to here tonight we've got a packed agenda vanzi how you doing tonight man Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, you know, enjoying the first day of Lent, uh, you know, the Lenten season. Uh, was able to enjoy the Arby's uh, spicy fish sandwich earlier. So, you know, I don't they don't sponsor us or anything, but if you're Catholic, you're listening, I recommend it. Very good. Interesting. I, I, I have never had. So you, you, you would recommend the, the spicy, the spicy fish at Arby's? Yeah, I, I would call it, you know, it's what I call a two-hander. You know, I, I have to use two <laughs> hands to, you know, take it from the package to my mouth. Um, you know, pretty good. I mean, it yeah. tastes like something that you would find at a uh, place not known for their, their, you know, roast beef. I mean, it's very good. I tell you what, I, I never would have thought to order fish at Arby's, but man, I do love me a beef and cheddar or like, I mean, they got some great sandwiches there. I get that the, the, the brisket sandwich is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got, they got a lot. There's a lot to like. I feel like Arby's is an underrated fast food spot. And, and when you're a Catholic during Lent, you know, you just, you yeah. think to order fish everywhere you go, you yeah. know, at this, I mean, you know, every Friday and, and, uh, you know, Ash Wednesday and all that. So uh, this is, I have a question because, um, something that's huge here in Pittsburgh during the Lent season is like all the local, like churches and like fire halls, VFWs and all that, they'll do their own like fish fries. You go there on Friday and they order fish. Do they do, is that, a, is that a Michigan thing or is that kind of a regional Pittsburgh thing here? Oh yeah. That's a, that's a big, uh, you know, yeah. like Michigan thing as well. Um, you know, like the American legions, like you said, but the other part of it is I don't think people care so much for the fish. It's the beverages. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know, like you just see the, I live in a small town and you just see like the one or two police just sitting right down the road, just, just waiting to see. And the, and, and they're not pulling you over for having too much fish. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're not they're not they're not testing you for how much grease you got in your stomach. You're you're right about that for sure. They don't care about the tartar sauce. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. What's your okay? The last question about this, and then we'll move on to actual sports. Fried fish sandwich you order it. What what's your go to? You a tartar sauce guy? You a cocktail sauce guy? You a ketchup guy? What do you, what are you putting on that fish sandwich? Well, I mean, it came with uh, coleslaw, and I thought that was really good. Um, tartar sauce it can be hit or miss. It can be a little too strong, a little too weak. You know, I mean, I'm not a big cocktail sauce guy, so I, you know, I like my coleslaw. And then secondly, I got to go with, uh, you know, the tartar sauce. And you know what? You can't go wrong with ketchup. I mean, you're from Heinz country. I love me some ketchup. I would oh, yeah. put, uh, I'd put it on ice cream if it was socially acceptable. <laughs> you know, 
I got, I got to give uh, maybe the best fish sandwich I ever had. I got to give it a shout out to, to McClanahan's in uh, State College. That would bring me back to my college days. I would have never thought of this combination on a, on a fish sandwich, on a fried fish sandwich, Vansy, but they go, they give you the fried cod, uh, ketchup, and American cheese on, on the sandwich. Again, I would have never thought to, to me, like cheese and seafood like that don't really mix, but man, they put that on there. I've, I've never looked back. That's like the go-to combination for me when I'm getting a fried fish sandwich now. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm, if we keep talking about this, I'm going to get hungrier and hungrier. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, for me on that. I'm already hungry. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we got a lot to get to here, uh, tonight in, in terms of, of, uh, talking Mac. So we're going to start, we're going to switch it up a little bit this week's folks, uh, because this is the last week of the regular season in basketball. And we want to kind of close out the show with, with what, you know, predictions for the last week and, you know, what we're looking for in the, uh, you know, in the final week of the regular season, as we move into the conference tournament. So because of that, we're going to, we'll, we'll lead off with some baseball talk here, and then we'll close out the show with, with all of our basketball breakdowns. Um, so let's jump into it here, Vansy. We're coming off of the, the second weekend in, uh, in college baseball here. Uh, some, you know, we had some, some, I would say some better results from the Mac this week. I, I, I guess that's up for debate. I, I'd like to get your thoughts on that, but um, you know, we had, we had some, some interesting series this week, some, some good results from the Mac. I mean, we had Kent state went down to uh, went down to Lubbock and gave uh, Texas tech all they could handle. We had, uh, you know, um, Akron struggled a little bit, but I mean, you got teams like, you know, Central Michigan bounced back a little bit this week, three and one week for them. You know, Ohio got their first win. Toledo picked up three wins. Anything that you kind of saw this week that caught your attention? Well, yeah, one thing is you just look at the Mid-American Conference standings and it is still not pretty, but I mean, you know, you look at it and it's a lot better than what it was a week ago, but right now only one Mid-American Conference team has a 500 win percentage and that's Toledo and they're right at 500 at five at a four and four. And then you look at, you know, I mean, a lot of teams with one win, you got Akron, Eastern, Kent state, Western, all one in five Kent state, a little bit of a misnomer because they played Texas tech for three games, yeah. Northern Illinois is, you know, Oh, for eight on the, on the early going of the season. So, you know, it's not looking good so far, but there are some signs for hope. You know, there's some good players out there in the conference this year. Um, Western Michigan had a close loss to Kentucky Toledo, you know, looked good against high point. Um, you know, like you said, Kent state was in it against Texas tech and, uh, you know, so there's been kind of some glimmers of hope. Um, but right now, I mean, you know, and, and, and really if you're a Mac team, you're going to make your bones come like the, the conference schedule. And it's very tough playing away from home and playing some of these major programs, uh, to start the start of the season. But, uh, you know, right now the, the win loss record isn't pretty, but it wasn't pretty last week. It's a little more pretty now. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm the more that I've started paying attention to, you know, college baseball here and, you know, the Mac specifically, I, I take these early season games, this non-conference It's very much akin to the, the non-conference season in, in football, right? Where these Mac teams, you're not playing a ton of home games. You're going on the road a lot. You're playing some traditional powerhouses. I wouldn't expect Mac teams to come out of non-conference play with, with great records here, but I do see some encouraging signs. I mean, you mentioned, you know, we talked briefly about Kent state, you know, Texas tech, Texas tech, a top 20 team 
Kent State went down there. Uh, you know, they had a 5-4 lead in the sixth inning of game one. They had a 5-3 lead in the seventh inning of game three of that series. So, I mean, obviously they, they couldn't close the deal. But to be able to go on the road against a top 20 team like that, a team like Texas Tech who has been a consistent College World Series contender here over the last 10 years or so, I'd like to think, you know, you can you can take some things away from that if you're um, if, if you're Kent State to, you know, to kind of hang your hat on and, you know, get some momentum going forward. I think the the other, the other one that that um, the other team that I think impressed me a little bit this week was we 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 mentioned briefly Central Michigan Vans. You know, we talked last week about how you know they they're the preseason MAC favorites in baseball this year. Had a tough first weekend. They went down to Western Kentucky this past weekend, and I mean they really um, they they I mean they really took it to the 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 the, the Hilltoppers. Um, it was a very offensive series. I mean they they you know. I Central Michigan is I, I I don't know I guess I'm 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 it's a mixed bag I guess is what I'm trying to say right now as as I'm stumbling over my words but I mean Central Michigan with a three in one week you go down you go on the road against Western Kentucky you play well down there it seems like the Chippewas are starting to 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 hit their stride a little bit Danny uh, Westenfield the the first baseman from Central Michigan had an unbelievable series against. Uh, Western Kentucky as uh, Central Michigan won three of four. He had 467 with five runs scored and four RBI in the series. And, you know, Vanzi, it seemed like, um, you know, we, we talked last week and, and the week before about how Central Michigan, it was going to be the pitching staff that was going to kind of, you know, get them there this year. But this weekend against uh, Western Kentucky, it seems like the bats woke up a little bit for the Chippewas. Yeah, and you look at, uh, you know, another name, Jacob Marcy. He's hit, uh, he's probably going to be a top, you know, 10-round draft pick of the MLB. He's hitting 423. So, you know, for all the talk about the the vaulted pitching staff of the Chippewas, it's been the offensive attack. And Western Kentucky, I mean, you know, yeah, it's not a, a you know, a major program, but they've had some moments, you know, anytime you go down south and you can win a series and in a fashion that the Chippewas did, that's pretty impressive. But, you know, we talked last week, we were somewhat down on the Chippewas after some of the preseason hype, you know, and they didn't have a great first week. So to see them kind of turn it around and, and you know, pull some out against Western Kentucky, uh, that's what you want to see. And I think it just puts a much better taste in everyone's mouth uh, within the conference of Central Michigan, you know, looking like maybe, you know, the, the top dog again that we thought they were going to be coming into the season. Yeah, certainly. And then, uh, you know, we look at, we look at some of the other, uh, you know, results here. Uh, from this, uh, this past weekend here in the Mac. And, you know, you, you think about a team like, um, you know, you think about a team like, you know, Miami who, um, the, the, you know, they, they take on Ryder, uh, which somehow they got that series in, in there in Oxford, uh, despite the, the cold weather this past weekend. Uh, but, you know, Miami goes one and two there. Northern Illinois struggling very mightily right now. Uh, they went down to Kentucky, took on Murray State and, uh, it wasn't pretty for the Huskies. The Huskies now sitting at zero and eight. I, I think another team, Vansy, that um, had definitely had a great weekend. You you mentioned them briefly, but I mean Toledo goes down to High Point, wins three out of four games uh, against the Panthers down there in North Carolina. Four fifty slugging percentage for the Rockets this past weekend. Five home runs. Uh, I, you know, if I'm a Rockets fan, I, I, that's something to build off of. And I know, you know, we talked at the beginning of the year, central, central Michigan, ball state. These are the teams to, to, that are going to be the top contenders in the Mac this year. But I like what I've seen from, from the Rockets thus far. And especially, like I said, offensively, uh, a great, a great week series for the Rockets this weekend, Mason Sykes, the infielder. 
uh, 471, slugged 647, had six RBIs in just three games. With 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 guys like him and you know the the Kyle Jones and that that strong pitching staff that they have, I think Toledo might be a team here, Vansy, that we're going to have to keep an eye on as we, as we progress through the season because I think the Rockets might have the pieces in place to at least challenge those top two or three teams. And another name to keep an eye on is probably the top freshman in the MAC, and that's a second baseman for Toledo, Brian Fry. Um, you know, he's right there, I would say, with Kyle Jones and some of the other names uh, from Toledo. But Toledo's an interesting program. They, you know, routinely, they produce some guys who have made it to the minor leagues, but they typically are not kind of a high high watermark team, you know. And uh, you, you, you usually expect that from Toledo Rockets Athletics. Um, they're moving towards building a new stadium closer to campus. They play at Scott Park right now. Um, two years ago, like right before COVID got bad, they hired a new coach. And when you look at that, you know, last year, I think you started to see some of the returns, you know, from that they had one of the top hitters in the Mac who's now in the Tigers minor league system. And now I think you just kind of see them start, you know, every year they're just getting closer and closer and closer. And this could be the year where they break through. Um, One thing I'm just not sure about with them is what is high point? You know, we just, we don't know if high point is a good team or not. So those wins, you know, it's, it's so early, you know, we just don't have the information on some of these non-conference teams um, outside of the major conferences. So maybe high point is just going to be awful this year, but the early returns for Toledo show that they could be a sleeper in the Mac race. Yeah, we'll certainly see, uh, you know, keep it, keep an eye on the Rockets as we uh, progress through the, the the season there. They they take on, they head back down to North Carolina this weekend. They're taking on uh, the Elon Phoenix for for a four-game series. So we'll see if they're able to, to, to keep it up this weekend. Was there any other games this weekend or any other storylines from this past weekend, Vansy, that kind of caught your attention? Anything else that we didn't cover that, uh, you know, that jumped out at you? I, you know, just kind of looking at the the stats here. One, uh, and I'm probably gonna, you know, just miss mess this name up. But third in the MAC in strikeouts, you have Kyle Jones with 19. You have Jonathan Brand from Miami with 16. Third in the MAC in strikeouts from Western Michigan, Dane Armbrustmacher. Armbrust marker, marker. You know, it's got arm in there, and it's just a, it's a fantastic name. It's an early front runner for uh, my name of the year. Anytime you got a pitcher that has arm in his name, <laughs> that's, that's something that really gets me going. But, uh, you know, you, man, I'm looking at some of these stats in Bowling Green baseball. You know, again, they were somebody who was on the edge of getting cut. Um, Adam Fallon, he's hitting 440. You know, I mean, a tremendous start to the season for him. They also, you know, that's the leading the Mac. He's also leading with four stolen bases and a tie. Um, and then you got, you know, Jack Krause from Bowling Green with two home runs. So for a program that they were looking at kind of doing away with, they have some early returns of some talented players there in Bowling Green. Um, you know, and, and Akron's back. Akron's back. Uh, you know, they're not having the success, although they did have um, a close game this past week um, against Georgia. Loss, I believe, two to one it was against Georgia. So they were in that game the whole time. And then they did have a rain out against Georgia. So who knows? They might have snuck one out had it not been rained out. Yeah, certainly. I, I did want to give a, a brief mention and a brief shout out to, uh, to uh, to Akron there, I mean they had definitely had the, the the tallest task of the weekend heading down to Athens to take on the Bulldogs. A one nothing defeat, a close defeat on on Friday night. Uh, Akron there, a really good performance from uh, from the pitching staff for the Zips. 
uh, Connor Steinbaugh and the bullpen did an excellent job there. Unfortunately, I think for, for the zips all weekend, you know, they just, the, the, the bats didn't show up there. There wasn't a lot there for them to be done offensively, which anytime you're going on the road against an SEC team, a top 15 team, you know, there's, there's going to be some struggles. I don't think anybody expected Akron to go there down there and win that series, but I think you can definitely see some, uh, some encouraging things there from, uh, from the pitching staff at the very least for the zips. Let's take a look at the week ahead here, Vanzi. Some uh, some more interesting series. Uh, once again, uh, not many MAC teams playing at home this weekend. In fact, none are. Uh, everyone's heading out on the road this weekend. We got Miami heading down to Statesboro to take on Georgia Southern. Ohio is going down to Evansville, a little uh, little multi-team event down there. They got two games against Evansville and one against Illinois Chicago. Kent State heading down to take on Austin P for three games. Eastern Michigan heading down to Kentucky, taking on Moorhead State. Akron, uh, man, they're 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 equivalent to like Kent State in football here. They're taking on all the big boys. They just get back from Athens on uh, this past Monday after taking on the Georgia Bulldogs for three days. Now they're turning around, heading right back down to Louisville, taking on the Cardinals of the ACC. Ball State with an interesting series, heading down to Tallahassee to take on the Florida A&M Rattlers, home of uh, perhaps the best marching band in the nation. Bowling Green heading down to Eastern Kentucky. Western Michigan taking on Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Toledo, as we previously mentioned, heading down back to North Carolina to take on Elon. NIU heading down to Nashville to take on Lipscomb. And Central Michigan heading down to uh, Winston-Salem for a multi-team event. They'll take on uh, UMass Lowell twice and Wake Forest once. So uh, some interesting matchups here, some interesting series this weekend, Vans. Anything jump out at you? Anything you're going to be keeping your eye on? Well, yeah, probably the, you know, the big series is Akron against Louisville. Louisville is one of the top programs in college baseball right now. Uh, and one of the things you mentioned is kind of like, you know, the Kent State football team, how they would travel and play some of these tough games. Well, that was to get, you know, money coming in. And, and the money's not quite the same in college baseball, but yeah. still you do get some money for going on the road and starting up a, you know, a, uh, you know, playing some of these top dog kind of programs like Akron's doing for starting up a new, uh, you know, a, a new program again or restarting it that does help, you know, pay, pay some of the bills. So there, you know, that's probably the story behind that. I would assume. Um, yeah. And Florida A&M, they're marching, man. I don't, boy, do you think they roll them out for a baseball game? I, no, ooh, I, I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I, I just, I, I felt like I had to, I had to plug that in there. You <laughs> see those, you know, see, you see those halftime shows at those HBCU football games and they are just electric. And so I just, I felt the need to, to give the Rattlers march, marching band a little shout out there. That's all. I would say put them up on top of the dugout. I mean, that would be, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be something. Um, and then one thing I did want to mention, you know, I was kind of, you know, just being a baseball nerd, the MLB has, you know, forsaken me and, and all that. And, uh, you know, this will show how much you read my tweets, but where was the, the first two college world series? Oh, you know what? I did see this tweet. You, you tweeted this. Was it, was it Kalamazoo? Do I remember that correctly? Is it Kalamazoo? Yep. Kalamazoo. Yeah. yep. Uh, Western Michigan. Uh, the field is still there. It's undergone some renovations, um, you know, and actually uh, the second ever world series, I believe it was 1948 might've been, uh, you know, may, maybe off a year there when the world series ended, the Yale first baseman was on deck. That first baseman was George H W Bush. No way. Wow. You are just yep. full of the baseball facts, man. That's impressive. That's good. That's like incredible bar trivia right there. Uh, yeah. I, I win a free, you know, a couple of free white claws all the time with that. One. <laughs> um, but also if you go to Western Michigan's baseball field, they do have a, a sign up kind of saying, Hey, you know, we, we were part of this. And then what ended up happening is they moved it to Wichita 
uh, Kansas. So, I mean, you know, it's like they say Kalamazoo is the Wichita of the Midwest. The <laughs> there you go, man. I learned something new every day. I'm, I'm getting smarter just talking to you here, Vanzi. I, I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, some, some interesting matchups on the docket for this weekend in the Mac. We'll continue to continue to monitor it, continue to report back here every week. We'll see if Toledo and, and central Michigan can build off of their, uh, their strong weekends this past weekend. And also, you know, Kent state, even though they went 0 and three acquitted themselves pretty well. So we'll see if they can bounce back and win a couple games against the, uh, the governors down at Austin P this weekend. Let's move into uh, let's move into hoops here. Vanzi. It is, it is the last week of the regular season for men's and women's basketball here in the Mac. We have uh, men's hoops is all wrapped up except for Friday. We got a full slate of games on Friday, which is the last day of the regular season. So let's 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 start with that, Vanzi. Let's break it down here because as of right now, so if the MAC tournament were to start today, so we got Central Michigan at the eight seed, Miami at the seven seed right now. The only other team who has a chance to overtake either one of those two is Bowling Green, who's sitting there at nine. Bowling Green with a really surprising win at home uh, last night against Ohio, eighty to seventy-seven. Uh, Daquan Plowden and the Falcons uh, with one of the, you know, with, a, with a, quite an upset there over the Bobcats, although the Bobcats seem to be uh, falling out, uh, you know, falling out of favor here a little bit. So that let's start there, Vanzi. Do you see Bowling Green with any chance? I mean, they got to go on the road to Toledo on Friday night, 630 National Television, CBS Sports Network. If you're asking me, I don't see Bowling Green winning that game. It seems to me like Central Michigan is going to somehow end up sneaking in as the eighth seed. Miami will probably stick at the seven. What are your thoughts there? Is that Do you see, I guess let's start with that. Do you see Bowling Green with any chance of going into Toledo and knocking off the Rockets? And uh, if, if not, you know, any, anything else you're kind of, keep, kind of keeping an eye on here on the last uh, day of the regular season? Well, you know, I mean, anything can happen. Um, Toledo's a very good team, especially after what they did to Buffalo. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know about Bowling Green. You know, they're, they're very close. Um, I, I, that's going to be a tough one now. You know, does Toledo maybe rest anybody? Does Toledo maybe, you know, go with a different rotation? I got to imagine if they're keeping out their arch rival from the MAC tournament, they're going to be very happy about that. Um, and they're going to do everything in their power. Now, what is interesting, if Bowling Green gets in, you would have that rivalry game coming back at you in Cleveland. I do believe, yeah. you know, I mean, depending on how everything breaks out, but I, that's going to be a tough one. Um, I would expect that to be a big crowd, although, I do believe you're getting into some spring breaks here with some of these schools. So maybe, maybe you get Bowling Green going into, into Toledo and you may have, you know, a little bit lesser of a student crowd, maybe not as, you know, rough of an environment, but uh, Lee Corso, you know, I, I, I can't go not so fast. I still got to go with Toledo on that one. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick against the Rockets. We'll you will get to the 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 results from this week here in a minute. But man, what a performance they gave us last night against Buffalo uh, up there at UB Arena in in, uh, in upstate New York. Um, so you know because it's it comes down it's coming down to Bowling Green and and, and Central Michigan here, um, and I get in Miami too. So Miami currently sitting at seven and 12 Bowling Green sitting at six and 13 Central Michigan sitting at six 11. That's the other thing about this that is makes it a little bit tricky. Vanzi is that because of COVID pauses and stuff like that, not all these teams are going to play the same amount of games. Central Michigan's only going to get 18 games in Miami and Bowling Green, both going to get in 20. So uh, Miami taking on Eastern Michigan at home on Friday night, Bowling Green going to Toledo, Central Michigan going to Akron. 
the only team in that bunch there that I think that, you know, I'm not even that I think I know the only team out of those three that's going to be favored in any of these games is Miami. I would, it seems to be that, you know, Miami wins that game. They get to eight and 12 in the Mac. They're safely into the seven seed. Now, if, uh, if Bowling Green wins, Central Michigan loses and Miami loses, then we have a very, very interesting scenario because Bowling Green and Miami both going to be sitting at uh, at seven and 13. However, Bowling Green uh, and, and then that's the other part of it. Bowling Green and Miami split their season series. So uh, Miami won uh, at uh, at home against Bowling Green, and then Bowling Green beat them in the return trip uh, there at the Stroh Center. So if, man, th- this is going to get it turned messy, Vanzi, and I was trying to figure out before the show what would be the tiebreaker there if both of those teams finish 7-13. and 13. I, 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 I believe Miami would still get in. Uh, that Don't quote me on that. I, like I said, I was trying to figure out that, that out before the show, but, man, it's so complicated with all these teams and you know, not everyone playing the same amount of games. But I, I, guess, if, I guess what I'm trying to say, Vanzi, if you had to you know, put a gun to my head and ask me how this was going to play out, I see Miami knocking off Eastern Michigan at home on Friday night. No offense to your Eagles. And then you know, Central Michigan and Bowling Green, I don't see either of them winning those two games. Uh, again, Central Michigan taking on Akron, Bowling Green taking on Toledo. It feels to me like the field as it's set right now will probably be be the field that we're going to see in Cleveland next week with Miami at the seven seed and central Michigan at the eight seed. Do you have any disagreements there? No, I, I have, I think you're correct there. Um, we probably owe, you know, a thank you at this point to Eastern Michigan for their last week. Um, because that could have been even more chaos trying to figure these out. Um, had they not laid, you know, Eagles eggs, there's the pun not laid an egg, you know, in the last week of the season, but yeah, I mean, it is, you know, I mean, you talk about the parody and, you know, I, when I came around the Mac and started going to games as a student at EMU and then followed them even before that, you know, everybody got in and, you know, you had campus sites and you'd play this game usually on spring break in front of a, you know, less than a quarter full arena with no students. And, you know, and, and then you would get to go to Cleveland, and it just, I, you know, I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Cause you get a home, potentially a home conference tournament game, but fans didn't come out and you look at it now, this new system, it just creates so much more, you know, excitement, so much more buzz. You still have, you know, in our case, you know, nine, 10, 11 teams kind of on that bubble here in the last week or so still battling for it. And I, you know, so I, I was wrong for looking at the Mac kind of questioning, man, you're getting away with this because this has been an excellent at least this year an excellent format to kind of generate some discussion and a lot of parody in the bottom third of the league yeah it totally has and and you know it's you know something we've been talking about i mean think about back to last week we talked about this you know seven through eleven race as much as we did about one through four and i think that's kind of what the mac was intending with that and it, it certainly played out well as you mentioned it, this year it worked out. There may be other years where we feel like, you know, the ninth and 10th teams maybe deserve to be there. And, and so then, you know, the, the conversation might be a little bit different then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Let's uh let's take a look back at the week that was here in the Mac Vanzi because uh, there were some really interesting matchups, a lot of games with some serious consequences based on what we just talked about. The, you know the shuffling of the standings, people fighting for position for seating as Cleveland comes around. Uh, you know how about I mean we talked already about Central Michigan and Miami. Central Michigan went down to Oxford last Thursday and and ran the Red Hawks out of the gym. Ended up with an eighty three sixty nine victory on Tuesday. Uh, Miami returned the favor. They went up to Mount Pleasant and beat the Chippewas on their home floor, 75-61, to kind of reclaim a hold on the seven seed. We mentioned briefly the the, the Buffalo performance uh, from last night, or excuse me, the Toledo performance at Buffalo from last night. The Rockets go up to uh, UB Arena there in upstate New York. Buffalo having won nine in a row going into that game. And man, Toledo, I mean, there was just never a, really a question in this game, Vansy. I feel like, you know, we were starting to, I don't want to say we were questioning Toledo a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but they had given us some performances that weren't quite to the level that we had seen from them earlier in January and into the beginning of February. But man, last night, Vansy, the, the Rockets had it uh, on offensive once again. 53% from the field, 53% from three-point land, 17 assists to only seven turnovers. Ryan Rollins was phenomenal once again, 20 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, Cedric Milner, he had 20 in this game. Uh, Ray J. Dennis had 19. Vanzi, I... When like we can talk all we want about you know all these other teams, Buffalo, Ohio, Kent State, Akron, they've all had their moments. But if Toledo can consistently play like that, like they did last night, I don't see how any of these other teams are going to be able to knock them off. Yeah, and but you know, I mean, that's been the story though. Toledo has had, yeah. and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because I really like this Toledo team, but you know, we got to talk about something in the talking point is Toledo has underperformed in men's basketball. Once they get to Cleveland, Ohio, yep. you know, they've had the number one seed before and it hasn't worked out. So I think there, you know, there is until they prove that they can win and get to the NCAA tournament. I think you're going to have that question. And, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, a great performance the other night, you know, just dispatching Buffalo. It definitely looks good, but all it takes is one night off. And my question is, is if they get to Cleveland, and they lose a game, A, how high is the, the, the heat on Todd Kowalchuk? And B, could they potentially still get in as an at-large team? I would think probably not. I would think they, they lost a couple games down the stretch where I would think they would, they would probably not. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just talking for the sake of talking here because I think they are the best team in the MAC. They got so many pieces that, that fit nicely. You know, Raheem Moss, you know, Milner, you know, and then you got uh, Rollins and – in shoemate and all those guys, but I, you know, they're definitely the favorite, but they have to put, you know, the, the, you know, the skeletons and just get them out of there, you know, just, you know, keep that closet locked and get through Cleveland with, with the Mac title. Yeah, you're you're certainly right. I, I certainly agree. And they, they definitely have to prove themselves to me in Cleveland for sure. But man, they they when they're on, they look so good and they look really tough to beat. You know, you mentioned the possibility of Toledo being an at-large bid. That you know the the metric that the the committee use now that you know the NCA the net rankings. Uh, Toledo currently sitting at seventy third in the net. So yeah, I would tend to agree with you there, Vanzi. That you know one more loss, even if it's just a loss in the conference tournament, I would think would drop them even further into probably the eighties and outside of automatic bid uh, contention. Though they would still, I think, uh, having you know having won the the regular season 
Crown and the Mac still uh, get an invitation into the NIT, although I know that's not what uh, Rockets fans want. One other week, uh, or one, excuse me, one other team here, Vansy, with a, with a really good week this week, a team that we were down on a little bit last week was Akron, right? We talked to Akron about, uh, about Akron last week. Brian Trimble steps away for, for a leave of absence. Uh, the Zips, you know, had had some shaky performances. They kind of seemed to be on, on, on shaky ground there for a few weeks. They turned around this week, and they gave us a couple of really good performances. They go on the road on Friday night to Athens, and they really just ex- asserted their will against uh, Ohio, 46-26 to 26 at half time the zips led on senior night in athens ohio put up 57 points in the second half but it had already been decided at that point akron comes away with a 91 to 83 victory ali ali was phenomenal for the zips 22 points five rebounds he was nine for 13 from the field enrique freeman had himself a great game as well 14 points nine rebounds for him all five starters for the zips in this game scored in double figures vanzi and then they uh you know they they followed that up uh, that Friday performance, and then on uh, on Tuesday night, they went uh, or they took on Ball State on the road in Muncie, knocked off the Cardinals seventy nine to sixty. All of a sudden, Vans, you know, we were talking down a little bit about the Zips last week, but they give us a two and zero week this week, and all of a sudden they're right back in the thick of things. They're uh, you know thirteen and six in the MAC, only a game out of third place here behind Ohio. It was a really nice uh, bounce back week from John Gross's squad. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, last week uh, you said, Hey, you know, you stuck with Buffalo and gave me credit for, you know, continuing to believe in Buffalo. Well, I've been pretty high on Akron too all year. I know I gave up on them a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but uh, you know, I, I still, I still think we, you know, I saw this coming a little bit with John Gross and I just think, you know, coaching and culture uh, mean so much, you know, and then John Gross has been there. He's been at Illinois. He's done it with Ohio. So I think, you know, he knows what it takes to have a Cleveland run in him. They are peaking at the right time, um, you know, and it, which is good to see now. I mean, do they have the pieces to, you know, knock off the Toledo? I mean, it only takes once. And, you know, one thing about Cleveland is it should be a, almost a home game. Uh, every yeah. time Zips take the court, them and Kent State, but, you know, it's going to be still tough for them. Um, but they have had a tremendous second half of the season. Um, you know, they, you know, have been slept on. They look very good. Um, and in that, that win over Ohio, I, I didn't think, I didn't see them beating Ohio, but certainly not by the margin. I mean, it was, they were up by more than that score indicates, you know, yeah. Ohio came back a little bit late. So a tremendous week for the Akron Zips. It absolutely was. And yeah, it did not take the zips long to, uh, to assert their, their dominance in that game. I mean, they were up, uh, they, they were up 10 points basically, you know, from, from the 10 minute mark on in the first half, they, they were up by 10 points and Ohio never really was able to close that gap and uh, really just a, a phenomenal uh, performance from the zips. And, you know, on the flip side, let, let's talk about the team on the other side of that there, Vansy, because Ohio is a team, obviously with good reason, we've been very, very high on them all season. They've had a great year offensively. They're great. They're deep. They have guys that can beat you inside. They can have guys that can shoot. Mark Sears, one of the best point guards in the league. But, you know, over these last couple weeks, Vansy, all of a sudden, Ohio now, you know, they've lost three of four, uh, including losses to, you know, they go on the road to Kent State. They lost that game, the home loss to Akron. They followed up that uh, the loss at home to Akron too. Last night, they go on the road to Bowling Green, a team that's struggling just as much, if not more than any team in the conference this year. Uh, you know, they've had a couple starters dismissed just over the last couple weeks. And uh, the Bowling Green scores 49 points in the second half of that game, comes back, knocks off the Bobcats 80 to 77. 
And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, coaching and culture, Vanzi. I would put, I would say Jeff Bowles, a great coach. He's built a good culture there at Ohio, just for whatever reason here, Vanzi, over these last couple of weeks, the Bobcats just seem to be, you know, falling apart a little bit. Obviously, I mean, still 14 and five in the conference, but I mean, earlier, you know, two weeks ago, we were talking about Ohio potentially getting the one seed here. All of a sudden they're back. They've fallen back in third. They're, they're behind Kent state. Who's now won 11 in a row. The Bobcats got some things to figure out as we head into Cleveland here. Yeah, and you talk about teams, you know, you just want to be peaking as you get to Cleveland. Well, when you look at Ohio, this is the opposite of that. They are now trending downward. They're going backwards. Uh, you know, so when you start looking at that, that's concerning when you get in Cleveland. You want to get into Cleveland. You want to get into your conference tournaments if you're not in the MAC or, you know, the, the NCAA tournament on a hot streak, you know. And now you're looking at Ohio, and they're coming in. They're, they're struggling a little bit. You know, that, oh man, that's a tough time to be kind of hitting that wall. Now, here's the other thing. Do they just feel like there's not much to play for right now? You know, they're the second, third seed. You know, they're maybe once they get to Cleveland and they got that carrot at the, you know, the end of the race, uh, potentially of an NCAA tournament bid, maybe they turn it back on and they're the team that we saw earlier on in the season. But I, I definitely think you have to be concerned. Yeah, certainly. So, um, you know, we they got one game left here on Friday night to kind of see if they can right the ship. They travel to DeKalb to take on Northern Illinois Friday night at eight o'clock. Uh, let's let's take a look at the uh, the 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 last day of the regular season here, Vanzi, the Friday slate. Real quick before we move into the women's side of things, we got Ball State traveling to Western Michigan, uh, six o'clock on Friday. Not not a ton of consequence there in that game. Ball State has wrapped up the sixth seed. Uh, Buffalo traveling to Kent. That might be the best game of the night there. Two teams still kind of fighting for position. Kent State riding an 11-game win streak now. Uh, and want to keep that momentum going as we head into Cleveland. They have taken over the second seed now. So a win from uh, from Kent on Friday would lock up that two seed. Bowling Green going to Toledo. We talked about that one. Bowling Green looking to, you know, fighting to, for their place uh, in Cleveland. Toledo does have the one seed locked up. So not a ton to play for there for the Rockets other than to get the rivalry victory. Eastern Michigan at Miami, Miami looking to solidify that seven seed central Michigan at Ohio, central Michigan looking to solidify that eight seed. And then uh, Ohio taking on Northern Illinois Vansy, any, anything particular, any storylines or any games you got your eye on on Friday? Well, you know, one thing I do want to say is every week you do these, you know, like the printouts and kind of, you know, like lay everything out, you know, and then you do a great job because all I have to do is just come on here and just kind of talk about what you've already laid out, you know, so it's, it's very nice and, and uh, you know, got to give you a shout out on that because um, I know you won't give yourself one, but um, you know, I appreciate so- that, Nancy. Yep. Anytime. Yep. And I look at this printout and, you know, we got, you know, I mean, great basketball on Friday, you know, you were looking at ESPNU, which you included here in the notes, ESPNU Buffalo at Kent. That's going to be a, a, you know, if you had that game in Cleveland, that'd be must see TV. I think that's going to be a big one to watch Bowling Green at Toledo. We talked about that CBS sports. That's going to be a good one to watch as well. Uh, Miami, you know, Hey, they, they got Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan. I mean, they lost by 11 to Western Michigan, yeah. you know, and, and I, I understood the ball state loss, you know, 11 point ball state loss uh, for EMU. I can't get over that, that Western Michigan loss. I mean, that, that to me is, you know, unacceptable. So I don't, I think Miami, that's going to be, you know, big for their chances. Cause you, you know, the way Eastern's playing, you could almost say, Hey, that Miami's definitely going to be favored. So, you know, I think that's one to watch central Michigan, central Michigan. I got to talk about them. I mean, they, they beat Miami, you know, and then they turn around and, and they lose to Kent by two. 
and then the, the bottom falls out against Miami again. So they're playing good basketball. Um, just I, I just think it's a little much to, to ask them to consistently win games right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here on the last Friday of the regular season. I think the, the main storyline here, the main intrigue for me is going to be, uh, you know, can, uh, can is Bowling Green going to be able to sneak into that eight seed? I, I, you know, I don't see it happening, but uh, that's certainly, you know, one uh, position of intrigue here to keep an eye on as we move into the, to the last day of the regular season. Let's take a look at the women's side of things here, Vanzi. Similar story. You know, we got uh, got some games happening t- here tonight as we record on Wednesday. And then we got a full slate of games on Saturday to round out the regular season. Taking a look at the standings here, Vanzi. Um, you know, we got, I think Toledo has more than solidified the one seed. They're three and a half games up on anybody else. They knocked off Northern Illinois tonight. Now the Rockets. The Rockets, if everyone remembers... The Rockets were picked eighth in the conference in the preseason poll. They now sit 18 and one in the league, one game to go. So uh, the Rockets really proving everything, everyone wrong this week. We got Buffalo, who has uh, who has locked up the, uh, the the two seed, and then we got Akron at three. Another great story there. Akron uh, coming, you know, back from last year's four win season. They've won 12 MAC games this year. Jordan Dawson up there for one of the best players in the conference. Definitely should be an all first team All MAC selection this year for the Zips. Uh, Vanzi, we had some, uh, you know, we had a full slate on Saturday. Um, some, some interesting matchups. I think, you know, the th- one team that we've kind of gone back and forth on all year, we've been hot on them. They've been cold on them. They've been up and down Kent state. And it does seem at this point, Vansy, it looks like the, the flashes might be running out of gas Saturday. They, uh, they took on Buffalo with a big opportunity and they just couldn't contain the Asha fair. The Buffalo wins that one 82 to 64. And uh, that one, you know, that's that's a tough one to lose if you're if you're Kent State. That's a home game, uh, a, a game that you probably feel like you should win. Deasha Fair in that one though, twenty eight points just was was too much for the Flashes. And then they follow that up. They're taking on uh, Kent State is now uh, they're they're taking on Bowling Green tonight. The Flashes down by six with thirty seconds left in that game, uh, and that's a big game for the Flashes. The Falcons and Bowling Green, or excuse me, the the Flashes and Bowling Green both sitting at nine and nine in the MAC, both battling for one of those last two slots. Kent State falls to nine and ten here uh, with with a loss tonight, and then they got to they you know they got to take on Ohio on Saturday, which is certainly not a guaranteed game. It does appear, Vansy, after all the up and downs, all the roller coaster of the season that Kent State has, it does look like they might be on the outside looking in when uh, we get to Cleveland next week. I I cannot believe it. I mean, they looked so great in the non conference schedule, you know, for them to now be potentially not going to Cleveland. It is, I can't believe it. I mean, they, they have, you know, trended so far down. I mean, this was a team coming out of the non-conference schedule, you know, some of their upsets we're talking, well, Hey, maybe they could sneak into the top 25, you know? And I mean, it's, we're just, I mean, I'm shocked. I am, I am shocked by, you know, that they look so good so early and in, in turn have not, looked good in the conference play. I thought it would be reversed. I thought if anything, they would look bad in the non-conference, look good in the conference. Um, just, just an odd, odd season for them. Yeah, it has been. And, you know, as you look at the standings here and, and I, I actually, I have to rescind my, my previous statement there just briefly, because I still think, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tall task for Kent state to, to get into the, 
uh, to the conference tournament after losing tonight. They're sitting at nine and 10 in the conference, but here's one of those other weird scenarios. Vans, you were talking about on the men's side with central Michigan, not every team is going to end up playing the same amount of games. So Ohio sits one point, one place behind Kent state in the standings right now, Ohio sitting at eight and nine in the conference and, and, and Kent state sitting at, uh, at nine and nine, but here's the thing. Kent State loses tonight. So actually, let me correct myself. They, they fall to 9 and 10. Ohio is in the process now. It looks like they're going to hold on and, and knock off Miami tonight. So you're going to have Ohio at 9 and 9, Kent State at 9 and 10. Uh, going into this get matchup on Saturday, Ohio travels to Kent State. It's not outside the realm of possibility there. And in fact, I think mathematically that's how it's going to work out, that the winner of that game is going to end up being the eight seed in Cleveland because uh, Bowling Green's going to move to 10 and nine here tonight. And uh, Western Michigan uh, already beat Eastern Michigan tonight, 68, 52. So they're sitting at 10 and nine. So Western Michigan and Bowling Green have really helped themselves here tonight. Move up. They're going to be battling for, you know, six, seven seed that Kent state, Ohio game on Saturday. Looks like it is essentially going to be a play in game for that eight seed to get to the Mac uh, Mac tournament. I don't think anybody would have expected that from either one of these teams this year, Vansy, because especially, you know, you mentioned Kent State and how well they performed in in the non-conference. And then you look at Ohio. I mean, this is a team that's been contending for MAC championships for the last, you know, three, four years. You've got CeCe Hooks, you've got Erica Johnson, but, you know, they're a team that's been heavily affected by COVID this year. And so that that's the game to me. You circle that game on Saturday, Ohio, Kent State, winner goes to Cleveland. That's the type of game right there. If you're a basketball player, if you're a competitor, that's the type of game you want to play in. Yeah, I definitely think, I mean, on the woman's side of things, that's probably the game of the week, uh, you know, somewhat must see TV um, or must see computers since I'm pretty sure it's probably on ESPN three or ESPN plus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, just the intrigue, you know, so much, so many moving parts um, again, Ohio, much like Kent state, we really thought that that was a team where, you know, you could almost, you know, not pencil them in, but write them down in pen. And uh, it's surprising how their season has gone. Um, you know, I feel for them because I think, uh, you know, a lot of it has been because of COVID, you know, COVID yeah. really hit them hard. And, and also let's, uh, I mean, let's say this, let's hope that this is the last year where we have COVID cancellations. Yeah. You know, this team played this many, this team played this many last year. It was awful. You know, this year it's a little bit better, but still it's a, you know, tremendous strain for us trying to figure it out, but a tremendous strain on these players, on these staff, equipment, uh, you know, managers, things like that, you know, and also the, the league offices trying to reschedule these games. I guarantee you almost every game, they made a 110% effort to reschedule, you know, and, and I mean, you look at the big 10, Michigan was playing four games in like a week span, you know, that's hard to do this time of the year. Um, and you know, it's, it's a problem that the Mac has faced and just, unfortunately, not every game is going to be able to be played. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, I, I couldn't agree more with all that Vansy. We really hope that this is the last year we have to deal with, uh, with all that. It seems like we're, we're starting to get past it. I, I, as, as I say that I'm knocking on wood, hoping that I, I didn't just jinx it. Um, one last team I wanted to touch on here briefly though, Vansy. And I, you know, if I, if you had a, had forced me to pick who I think is going to be the Mac representative in the NCAA women's basketball tournament this year. I think I might go with, with the Buffalo bulls right now, Vansy, the bulls playing at a really high level. We talk about, you know, we talk about, um, 
we, you know, we talk about peaking at the right time. The Bulls have now won, uh, you know, they've won five in a row, including an 86 to 60 throttling of third place Akron tonight at Akron, uh, knocked off the zips to 86 to 60 Buffalo, uh, five game winning streak. Now again, 86 to 60 against Akron tonight at Kent state over the week earlier this week, 82 to 64 knocked off Ohio by 14. The game before that Miami, uh, 12 point, uh, victory. The game before that the bulls right now, and Deasha Fair are playing at a really high level, Vansy. And I think, again, I'm not taking anything away from Toledo. Toledo has had an unbelievable season, defying the odds, going 19 and 1 in the conference. But if you force me to pick who I think is going to, you know, cut down the nets in Cleveland next week, I think I got to go with the Bulls. Well, you know, and I, I will say this I think that's a, you know, a solid pick. I mean, I think they have, they have the best player, but I would, you know, say this I think. Regard well, I mean, if they lose in the first round of Cleveland, that might change some things. But I think Toledo and Buffalo will both be in the NCAA tournament on the mm. women's side of things. I think they both get in. It's you know, I mean, it's harder to find RPI and stuff for the women's basketball, you know, women's basketball. But the MAC recently has been a two bid, uh, you know, league and, and all that. So I think when you look at the records and everything, I think Toledo. Uh, in Buffalo, will both get in. I mean, Toledo potentially, you know, they could have five if they lose in the first round of the, the MAC tournament or whatever. They could have five losses, um, potentially six. I I think that still gets them to the NCAA tournament, even if they don't win the, the conference tournament. I think Buffalo, I think they have a strong enough track record too. It might, I mean, no offense to Toledo, it might almost be better for the MAC if. Buffalo wins the conference tournament because I think Toledo's got a strong enough record uh, where they would get in as an at-large guaranteed where Buffalo would be some question. But Diasha Fair, I mean, I think we should all be hoping that we get the chance to see her play uh, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, totally, agree. I, I think, totally agree. Totally agree. You know, even even with Buffalo, you look at their their resume and some of their non conference games. I mean, this is a team they got non conference wins against Syracuse, against Rhode Island, Virginia Commonwealth. They may also have the profile to get in uh, as an at large bid. But I, I do agree with you. I think Toledo probably with a with a slightly more attractive uh, at large profile. So. Um, th- that'll wrap it up for the show here this week, folks. Next week, we will be back with a full preview of the men's and women's basketball tournament kicking off uh, next week in Cleveland. We're so excited for that. As a sports fan, as a basketball fan, as a college basketball fan, there is no better time than these next two weeks where you get all the conference tournaments and the selection Sunday and then the NCAA tournament. Man, what a great time to be a Hoops fan. Uh, Vansy, any final words, any final words of wisdom for the people as uh, before we let them go this week? No, just enjoy it. You know, I mean, this is the most normal March Madness season we've had in a couple of years, you know, so yeah. just just enjoy it. Um, take it in. You know, if you can get the days off work, get the days off work, sit back, kick back, relax and uh, enjoy it. And uh, hopefully your favorite Mac team uh, still has something to play for. Yeah, certainly. I, I used to always take these two day, those two days off work, the first two days of the NCAA tournament. Working from home now, though, I think uh, those might just have to be some low productivity days. You know, might might not be a ton of work getting done on those two days. But I uh, hope my boss didn't just listen to that. But anyway, appreciate uh, appreciate everyone uh, stopping by this week. As always, appreciate you lending us your ears. Uh, like I said, we will be back next week with a full preview of the men's and women's basketball tournaments uh, taking uh, place next week in Cleveland. Thank you, as always, for stopping by this week. We appreciate you all. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again next week.